It is Beat Michigan Week, so let's kick it off. We got a Monday. We got all week. We're going to have guys on and then our breakfast club Friday at Kemba Live. But let's start with Jake Stoneburner, the tight end, and let's talk to him about beating that team up north. Jake, what's going on, man? Hi, Jake. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are we doing? Good, good. I was questioning Jake Stoneburner on the show and Torgas, well, you met him, and I'm like, I don't think I have. He goes... Oh, no, and then he, the Varsity Club. We did have an afternoon. We're drinking out of the bottle. We did yeah. have an afternoon, if I recall. Now, that was a couple uh, years ago, but. Yeah, yes, we did, man. That was, that's a great memory right there. Well, it's good to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, uh, what will we ask every guest this week? What was your record against Michigan? Uh, I went 4-1. and one. Oh, man. 4-1. and one. That's a beautiful I thing. Know. Yeah, it really is. Now, what do you think, you know, the – what, did they win like nine straight up until last year? Go yeah. go through your memory of when you guys lost to Michigan and then what was the next year like for you? So when what year did you lose to Michigan and then what was it like preparing for the game the next year? We That's exactly how it actually is going right now. In 2011, we lost at Michigan. And that was a year we lost that whole season due to the – uh, you know, guys getting suspended for tattoos, taking money, stuff they get paid for now. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. Um, we lost to at Michigan. We had all of our starters back. It was Coach Pickles' year. Um, I, I don't remember the score. To be honest, I tore my meniscus during that game, so it's not a great game. Um, and then that following year, we the season got banned, but we were undefeated going into the game. And so it was my senior year. Uh, we were trying to be the fifth undefeated team ever at Ohio State. Now, there was no playoff implications. There was not even playoff then, or no national championship. So it was really just pride on the line from A, losing the previous year, and B, to go undefeated. Um, and I can just remember the buildup to that, especially being a senior. You didn't want to go out, lose your last game, you know, be 11-1. and one. It was just like this crescending moment, like, man, we got to win this game. And I think everyone kind of felt that to try and help us seniors go 12-0 and 0 because we did kind of get screwed on having no postseason. Um, so I just remember there being, out of all my games uh, with Michigan, that was probably the most heightened, because uh, at least you know, being a senior, there was the most on the line, I felt like, for that game, for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and Zach Bourne's a buddy of you know ours off the air and then on the air, and he tells us stories. That celebration after that game, was it the biggest celebration you've had as a player? Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. For sure. As a player, uh, we celebrated pretty hard after the national championship game, and I wasn't a player. Uh, but that 2012 game, I can remember everyone storming the field, which was always a dream. Happened a few times, but for it happened on your senior day. Um, crying in the locker room because the emotions of like, damn, man, I'm never yeah. going to play in the shoe again. And we went undefeated. And then the the rest of the evening flashed into the next day. I mean, we had no bowl game. We had nothing. We were done. So it was uh, it was time to enjoy our, our hard fought season. And then, if correct me if I'm wrong, but 2012 that was a, that was the exact same as this year. That was two versus three, right? Uh, no, I, no, no. Was they that had the fourth down? The controversial loss. fourth and one in Michigan uh, uh, made it. No, no, no. no Michigan didn't... had a loss coming in. They had oh, one they did. loss. They yeah. Did. yeah, yeah. They were. <laughs> we were. You know, we couldn't. We could only be ranked by the AP at that point. Yeah, that's true. But I believe we were two or three, and I think they were maybe closer, like ten. I'd be lying if I remembered their exact ranking. Uh, but yeah, they, I think the one you're talking about was, was that fifteen. Like, 
Yeah, with JT Barrett. I think that was 15 years Yeah, like yeah, that wasn't years, quite so. 10 years hey, well, ago. Well, in that senior year, is there a moment in that game that you remember vividly of, okay, we got this? Is there a particular play in that game where you just remember uh, that highlights all the other memories? Oh, no, that's funny you say that. Uh, just because I think the whole – I think it was a pretty close game throughout the whole game, and it was just so intense to just make sure we won. Uh, to get that 12 and 0 and looking back trying to think of plays or you know things i don't even remember who scored just to tell you the, the brutal truth i remember a lot of games prior to that uh all the other mission games prior to that but i think it was just so heightened on trying to win and then after it it was just yeah. jubilation oh, we're done we're 12 and 0 i don't one of the few teams in history to do that and I'm with all my boys, my seniors. It was almost like I don't even remember what happened in the game. I just know we won, and that's all we cared about that day. And then you mentioned your final game in the shoe. Yeah, it had to be emotional. But then the following year, you end up in Green Bay playing in Lambeau. What was Lambeau playing, and what was that like? Uh, you know, truthfully, it doesn't compare to Ohio State, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it has the legacy. It's Lambeau field. Right, right. Uh, but – you know, they only hold like 70,000 people. And so I got spoiled playing at the shoe with 105,000 right. people. Um, it was on par with any NFL stadium crowd I ever participated in. Now, you know, you're getting paid and the stakes are a little bit higher when you're in Green Bay because your job's on the line. Uh, <laughs> and, and you got Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball. <laughs> that comes with a little, different little bit of stress. Uh, <laughs> Even the community feel of like you know they were all bought in on Green Bay. It was nothing. <laughs> it was nothing but Green Bay. This is this is all they have. And yeah, kind of. That's how Ohio State is here in Columbus. <laughs> I just, Green Bay was the Ohio State of the NFL, in my opinion, because it was run top notch. It had everything you could ever ask for in the NFL, and some some facilities didn't. And then you had the community around it. Was like this is the only thing we have here: Wisconsin Badgers, and we have the Green Bay Packers. Um, and I feel like Columbus kind of had that same feel where it's like, well, all we care about is Ohio State football. It's the biggest thing around. Uh, and so it was pretty on par with what I experienced at Ohio State. Especially, and also in Green Bay, they have a winning culture. You get there and you know, a winning record isn't acceptable. It's winning the division and going to the Super Bowl. It was what the status was there. Yeah. And that's exactly how it was at Ohio State. It was, hey, we're not trying to have a good season. We want to win the division and win the national championship. Far none. Yeah, Jake. Um, and so go on. Well, I was just going to say, we're talking to Jake Stoneburner. Yeah. And you're one of the rare guys in this program. Talk about how each different coach approached the Michigan game. You had Trestle. Trestle left. Fickle. Then Fickle it stays with the team, but he's no longer head coach. And then Urban. Three different coaches. Was it three different approaches to the Michigan game? Uh, truth, no, they were all pretty similar in a, in a good way, meaning like this is this is the game that only matters. Um, you know, Coach Tress. He really, after Coach Cooper, he really, really emphasized the game. You know, amazing blue periods, uh, taping our helmets, all that. He it was it was built up to be the game that it should be. And then obviously Coach Fickle just pretty much just did what Coach Trestle did. Being a former player, Coach Fick understood it completely. And did Trestle talk to you guys that year? Didn't wasn't he a surprise speaker for you that before the game? And yeah, I just remember that. Yeah. You just brought that. Uh, that was. I just got goosebumps thinking about that. Because, yeah, it's been a year since we'd seen Tress, and then he came in and talked to us. I don't even know if he was supposed to then. Ah, great memory. Thanks, you. Thanks for bringing that back up. Um, and then, you know, Urban, he coached here. He from, he 
he's a Buckeye through and through. So he, he knew the importance of that game. Um, and it just so happened his first game happened to be for us to go undefeated. And so um, from that moment on, it kind of, I think, bolted Urban that, hey, we can win every Michigan game. I'll be all right here. Yeah, sure. Well, you damn near have the last 10 years. And the good yeah. thing uh, for me as a Michigan guy, Jake, is, at least, and I know the bar is set higher here, but it's just so good as a Wolverine to just be back in the mix. And at least you're seeing your team. I mean, Harbaugh, oh, he's on the hot seat. He's like 25-2 and two in his last 27 games. I mean, it's just good. It's him, them winning up there has been good for the rivalry the last couple of years. I know last year wasn't the outcome you wanted, but at least they're back. Those, man, there was some really down years there. They really let the rivalry down there for a good five, seven years. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, when Rich Rod was the coach, they had good oh. players, but uh, it just was not the Michigan we're used to. Right. And, you know, I still got gold pants during those years. So, I, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, duck all they want. But that, and you guys know the Ohio State-Michigan game, what, how no, 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 bad, how, no matter the whole season went prior to that, that game each team plays is on another level. Um, so even if Michigan comes in 2-10 and 10 and Ohio State 12-0, and 0, uh, there, Michigan's going to play like a 12 and 0 team because it's the Buckeyes. Usually, uh, as of now, now they come in with a loaded team and they're going to play to the to the best of their ability. I'll probably call a loss. I'm nervous, year. man. Yeah. Well, all right, I'm so nervous. Jake Stoneburner, before we ask you for your official prediction, we should uh, mention everyone you're a financial advisor, and if they yep. follow you on social media, are you in, in crypto? What do you because you comment on crypto every now and then, and it had a big dip because of FTX. What do you think yeah. of crypto? Are you strong on it or are you out of crypto? No, definitely not out. Um, you know, there's a lot of blood in the streets. I think it's a good time to maybe start dabbling into not necessarily like the sketchy players in the game, but some maybe Bitcoin or Ethereum. But, you know, that's that's play money. Uh, that's, that's if people are, have extra money laying around. That's a luxury. That's a luxury. Correct. That's like, that's like buying a nice pair of shoes. But maybe these might appreciate a little bit more. Um but, hey, I'm always open to talk about it if people want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, uh, give us a prediction of the game. What do you think, how it goes down in a final score? Uh, man, I think if Ohio State's going to win, which I truly believe they are, um, they're going to have to put some points on the board, which is not hard for them. Um, I'm thinking like 35-28 Ohio State. All right, good. Yeah, I like that's, it. That's a good All right, so – yeah, that's a good score. Yeah, I, but I, yeah. you know what? I could see them putting like 45-28 because they can just score so freaking quick. And uh, I'll be—I haven't watched too much Michigan games, so I know they can run the ball pretty well. And I have seen them score, but not—not not to the level Ohio State can. And so if we can break it open, I have a hard time seeing them being able to close the gap. Um, and who knows? If it's all of a sudden two versus three, one versus two. Ohio State gets rolling. I could see a 45-25, yeah. 45-20 type game. But if Michigan plays their style of game, I still think 35-28, but it's going to be a lot closer if Michigan can control the clock a little bit more. Curious to see the weather. Bad weather, I think, favors the team up north. Yeah, I, uh, and we saw that last year, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, now, you're a new father, saw, correct, Jake? Yeah, I got a, almost a nine-month-old, a nine-month-old little son. Congratulations. You named Zach the godfather? Little Woody. <laughs> Yeah, Zach wishes. <laughs> uh, uh, but he's coming to it. Uh, our 2012 team is getting honored or 
announced or however you want to call it at the the game. And so I'm bringing him to his first game. Quite quite the experience for a little nine-month-old. Ah, that's going to be cool, though. Something you'll always remember. Congrats. We should mention, so Friday we got our Beat Michigan Breakfast Club at Kemba Live. How about next year? We're making you promise on the air. Next year you come out live and hang out with us? Next next Friday next year? Yep. A year from Friday. A year from Friday. I'm in. I'm in. I can promise that one. Beautiful. Thanks, Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Jake. Yep. You guys have a good one. Go Bucks.